welcome to Leeds Voices, the weekly podcast brought to you by the University of Leeds. In this episode, we're joined by the founder and director of Northern Block Ice Cream, Dirk Mashendal. Dirk is doing ice cream differently. He started out by making ice cream through the night and selling it from a van during the day. Now, Dirk and co-founder Josh Lee supply hundreds of theatres, arts venues and tourist attractions across the UK. Northern Block can be found in the Co-op, Ocado, Morrison's, Waitrose and on all Virgin Atlantic outbound flights. Their plant-based and vegan range are changing perceptions and setting the standards for non-dairy products. Ahead of World Vegan Day, we hear his thoughts on making tasty vegan ice cream, why he chose to make ethical products and hear his advice for aspiring entrepreneurs at Leeds. What I set out to do was to, to buy a little ice cream van, which I did, and, um, and essentially just sell ice cream at events and do a little bit of street food. Um, that didn't quite work out the way I thought it would. Um, so, you know, more we, we, we met up with some people. I met up with Josh, who is my business partner, Josh Lee, in, in the business. We, um, we've... We basically started doing foods, food markets and, and things like that, and street food events, food festivals. We used to produce the ice cream at night and then sell it during the day. Um, and then, you know, it was, it was sort of, it, it became, you know, quite good. And then we thought we'd grow a little bit further. And then we started supplying restaurants. And then before you know it, we had ended up with um, our chairman being really interested in who I knew through a friend, which is Alan Layton. So suddenly he wanted to invest. And before you know it, we're in an 18,000 square foot factory turning over, you know, six million quids worth of ice cream. And, you know, producing it, I think we, you know, we'd like to think that we're, you know, I think we're probably the benchmark for vegan ice cream or vegan product, plant-based ice cream in the UK. I think we, we're continually benchmarked as the number one. And, you know, our, our idea with the ice cream is always about doing something, innovating, doing it differently, using natural ingredients, doing different flavor combinations. Because since 2013, 14, ice cream was still seen as a, a secondary dessert or an accompaniment to the meal. So what we were trying to do was use fresh ingredients to make it center plate. Um, and that's, re- you know, that's really taken off. Um, so... Yeah, and, and we're now, you know, we're, we're sort of getting to be known a lot more. So we're in a lot of theatres. We've got 120 theatres around the country. We're in all the supermarkets. Uh, we supply the Opera House in London. Um, we're all outbound flights in Virgin Atlantic. Um, you know, we did, we're, we're, we're sort of continuing to grow the business. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a good it's a good product and it's, it's a great tasting product and it's continually innovated. Why? I know you said you bought the ice cream van, but why ice cream? Why, why not some other food? I like ice cream. It was a whim. I mean, the thing with the way I, I've always, I am a serial entrepreneur um, and, I, you know, money isn't my motivator. It's the idea that's the motivation. Really. So, yes, I've, you know, I'm successful in some respect, I suppose. I, you know, I don't want for anything, but... It isn't what I drive, that doesn't interest me. I think, you know, the idea of ice cream, some, you know, we met a great chef who's got some great ideas and great flavor combinations and who doesn't like ice cream? I mean, you know, very few 
I suppose in hindsight, what I didn't quite think through is that it's so it can be sometimes seasonal, which you know if you have a July like we did recently, um, it can be quite impactful impactful on your baseline turnover. Did you um, always plan to set up in Leeds? Is that just because that's where you're you're based, or is is there a particular reason? Um, I love Leeds. Have done for forever since I've been since I arrived here in ninety one, ninety two. Um, but I think. I mean, if you go back to the idea of what, where did the name Northern Block come from, people think, oh, it's because you're from the north. No. Um, it's to do with Leeds and many other northern cities were a furnace of innovation. If you look back at what Leeds has done and what, you know, we were, my wife and I were somewhere, re you know, a few, few months back and there was a bridge and it was built in Leeds and we're in another country. Um you know, the first film was made on the Leeds Bridge. The Confederate uniforms were made, you know, printed or something. If we, I mean, there's there's a stack of stuff. You know, innovation, drive, newness. It was always in the north, and that was why we're here, basically. Leeds has a big history of ice cream. It used to come up as ice from Spurn Head along the canal, and people used to use flavors on the ice. And they used to come up on a canal boat. And then the Italians came and then they introduced cream and milk. And it's a huge Italian um, network of families like the Diclamentis and so forth that are part of the heritage of ice cream in, in Leeds. When you first entered the industry, how did you – because obviously Northern Block ice cream is delicious. I've had it. And how did you make that the case? Who did you get on board to help you? Well, we, 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 I mean, we, there was a guy called, um, Josh Whitehead who, um, who was a young chef and he had some great ideas and he, he came up with the original flavors there. Um, and then we met a guy called, um, well, who's also currently a director of uh, the ice cream company. It's called Manolo Impatori. Um, and Manolo comes from a f sort of fourth generation family of ice cream makers and, you know, they're all very Italian and, have their gelato shops and no one talks about their recipes. They've all got to work their own way out and teach them how to make ice cream, but not the recipe. So, you know, he had a lot of, a lot of things. And then, you know, it's Josh and I and Lena, who's, um, you know, also very passionate. We, we, we all just, you know, we get together and we just sort of, you know, throw ideas around. The idea of being ethical was that, just something that was personal to you, or what? What drove that? Um, I, uh, I think it's personal to both Josh and I, and everyone who works there. I think the reality is, is that, I mean, what's what's frustrating is is that industries in, in large food manufacturing industries have taken so long to get their heads around the fact that throw away plastic, and they've almost got to be forced into it. Do you know what I mean? And that that for me is disappointing because. You know, we need to be conscious of it. We were the first to launch the fully biodegradable, home biodegradable um, 500 mil pot, ice cream pot. Now, that was a fantastic product. It was um, it was based on on, on um, cane sugar. It was a it was it was really good, and we were we were getting some traction. COVID hit, and the factory shut down, and no one's bothered to do it again. So we had to import it. So, you know, and it's taken a long time for people to get their heads around, you know, line parts and and it's coming through now. But, you know, I mean, again, 
they've just released this new um i think rapeseed you know the 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 best thing since since um since uh palm oil so you know and and they're saying oh it's going to be the savior the problem with this is that we're trying to find more stuff and actually we need to use less less is more there's you know there's whole theories on it and you know anything that comes out in this world that, that is sustainable so you know we we started with rice syrup which was less problematic than palm oil then we used you know then that that was high in water you know the guys that did nut based um ice cream you know california is dying of a drought you know so they have to stop using cashews you know avocados the the the, the avocado world now is, is is run by cartel in the south america do you know what i mean we're coming out with a new linseed or rapeseed oil based um, palm oil equivalent well what's that going to do it's going to basically if it's as good as they say it is, it's going to just take over from palm oil and do the same thing. The fun, fundamental thing is we continually use more. We consume more and we need to consume less. We don't, you know, it's like everyone says sugar's evil and, and, and fat's evil. Neither of those are evil. They are very good and they help to make things taste very nice. What it is, is the reason I'm overweight is because I've got no self-control. It's not the evil sugar and the evil fat. It's because I can't stop putting shit in my mouth. You know, I mean, you know, let's stop blaming other things for it. The vegan flavors, they actually, I imagine that's quite hard to, to make them tasty, as tasty as non-vegan. Yes, and that's why I say, it's, you know, we started with, it's, it's about, you've got, to, there's a couple of things. There's one, you've got to try. There's a lot of experimentation in R&D, but secondly, it's it's about not accepting, which is what I suspect the the, the vegan world in the 80s and 90s, I would eat, you know, cardboard because no one was investing time and money into making things taste. You know, there is ways of doing it. Ultimately, these ingredients, some of them didn't exist, you know, four years ago. Um, and then the other thing is that they are slightly more, because of the, the demand, they're, they're more expensive. So, you know, there's all, all of those factors are all playing playing all at once, aren't they? Do you have um, a favorite flavor of your own? Um, I, I, I mean, for me, vanilla has always been a big one for me because vanilla is seen as a cheap flavor. And they say, oh, just give me a cheaper vanilla. Vanilla is more expensive than silver. You know, the actual vanilla pod, and because because of climate change in Madagascar and places like that, there um, there's always droughts. It's 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 such a you know a highly traded as commodity. You know, vanilla is not a cheap flavor. Um, and then you know th- things. I mean, we we've done some amazing flavors. One of my grapefruit and bergamot that was a lovely you know flavor that w- that we did. Um, we did a park and flavor. Um, and my, my, my preference changes with it. You know, I love our lemon sorbet, you know, I love the chocolate and sea salt, you know, I mean, it, I don't have a fight, but vanilla is, as the, at the hive, you measure everything against vanilla. If you can get a great vanilla, everything else is, falls into place, doesn't it? So. Yeah. Okay. And have you, um, have you ever considered like going all vegan? Yeah. I'm glad we didn't. Um, just because the market was overheating. Um, I think we, you know, I think, I think we still have a, a vision of creating ice cream products that taste great, 
regardless of whether what the, what the base is, whether it's plant based or whether it's dairy based. I think we've got to. The problem we've got at the moment in the market is that there's still a lots of stigma sitting around um, vegan versus plant based, um, and then you know as people compare. Well, it doesn't taste like they don't. It's really funny, and I can see why they do it because it's like. It does. It taste good. If you didn't know what dairy was, does it taste good? Yes. But what they tend to do is, oh, it doesn't taste like the dairy. Well, it won't, will it? Because it's got no dairy in it. Do you know what I mean? It's like saying, um, you know, orange tastes different to, to to an apple. Well, of course it is. They're two different products. But does it taste good? Um, and I think that's where we've got to get to is is people just accepting that. These products are great. I mean, I think that the, the challenge we have is that, and this sort of was born out with Meatless Farm and, and, and all of that, is that we, they all, again, the less is more scenario, that the investment houses and VC funds were looking for the next thing, weren't they? So in the late sort of 2017-18, vegan started to kick off. Um you know, the, the investment houses thought, yeah, that's what we're going to back it. You know, people were getting funding, ridiculous funding. Look at Meatless Farm. You know, they turned over, you know, 12 million and lost 25 million. Um, you know, Beyond Beef was probably the first of that lot in the terms of the meat sector creating, you know, beef tasting non-meat. Um, and that's, which, which, again, in my mind, is, is not the right way to approach it, but, but that's what people want. Um, and that sold, I think they did the first um, I, IPO was, I think it was something like um, 1.3 billion it was valued at. I mean, how, how did, where did those numbers come from? And now, because, you know, the, 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 the economic climate, a few things have happened, the market's dropped out of it. And so, you know, people aren't investing into it. You know, people are really struggling in that world. Is there even an argument, because I know you, you mentioned sort of like what you want people to focus on is, does it taste good? Is there an argument for even not even advertising it as vegan, just just ice cream? Yes, there is, but you, but 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 you can't. You have to you have to tell them what's in it. So, I mean, I think I think we we are getting to the place where it's just ice cream. But there's there's technicalities over what is ice cream because you know there's 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 a frozen dessert, there's ice cream, and then there's there's gelato. All three have different. Technically, if you go back to the rules, have technical different fat contents. So under five percent is a, is a dessert, is a, a frozen dessert. Five to something, I think I don't know, ten or twelve percent is, is 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 an ice cream, and then above that is a is a gelato. Yeah, fair enough. And and do you have what is your um, top selling sort of flavor or product? Is it one of the? I presume it's not a vegan one. Um, vegan is probably 60% or 50% of our, uh, less recently, but is, um, probably half of our turnover is vegan. Um, biggest selling lines will always be at the moment is, you know, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. Even the vanilla, our second biggest, our biggest selling line is vanilla dairy. Our second biggest selling line is vanilla plant-based. When you were at Leeds, had an entrepreneurship cross your mind at, at that point? Because I know you said your dad was an entrepreneur and had his own businesses. Yeah, I mean, I find 
yeah, I mean, I suppose it's just a label, isn't it? I was never going to work for anyone. That was that is the reality. I don't, you know, um, because I look at things from a point of view of saying, um, you know, what I could do it better. <laughs> just pure arrogance, isn't it? You look at it and you go, I could do that. And and that's that, that's why it excites me. I think what what's interesting for me now is that I, as I get older, and you know, being fifty five, turning fifty five this year, I'm more driven about how do I share what I've learned, how do I make an impact, and you know, we talk about impact, and I, I don't want to sound, I want to make a legacy sort of thing because that's just rubbish. You know, the, how old the, the planet six billion years old? You know, you're never going to make an impact, are you? I mean. You know, it, it's 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 not that sort of thing, isn't it? It's a, it, but I do I do think it's it's important, and I think it's a shame that we don't get an opportunity. You know, you learn, or I think I'm in my business prime at the moment because I'm still young enough to do stuff, but old enough with all that experience to share that with people to give them some insight to how to save money. And I'm a big advocate of you know I will listen to anyone because you know it it, it just it's an idea, isn't it? If you were to speak to, to say, a student starting out and, and they were wanting to start their own business or they're in, say, the Spark program at, at Leeds, what advice would, would you tend to give, like your number one piece of advice for someone starting out? For me, it's always been trusty gut. We, we, look, we, 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 we look very, I mean, generally, I'm not, you know, if, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not scientific in what I'm saying, but I tend to find people who've got ideas have sat on them for ages and thought and thought and thought about them. And one day they go, right, I'm going to make this happen. Or some life-changing moment happens where they think, or they get sacked or they get made redundant or whatever happens. And they think, right, or I'm going to do this. And they've thought about it a lot. Yeah. So therefore, they know a lot about it generally. They've thought about it, they've researched it, they've worked out what what they haven't got is a the confidence, yeah, that this this could work. Seed money, generally, to start, and someone to to basically just bounce ideas on them. What you don't need is someone trying to tell you how to do it. I think. I think you need to trust your gut because everybody thinks they're an expert, don't they? As I said, I have a, a, a genuine desire to share what I've learned and the experiences I've had. And if that can save someone some pain, money, whatever, then I'm all I'm all in. It strikes me that Northern Block are continually coming up with new ideas and new things. So what what's on the what's on the horizon? What's the next thing in there? There is a, a really big idea that we're coming out with. I think we're going to next year's about that idea, and I really genuinely don't want to tell you because we're in the middle of some negotiations. Um, but it's 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 a big product that has been about, but it's never been about in the UK. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. But also to continue to to really grow the the plant based um, soft serve idea, which we've just signed up with uh, National Trust who are trialing it in seventy of their sites. So we see that as a big opportunity. It's a sustainable product. It's allergen-free. Um, it tastes great, and it's a great alternative to, to, to. And it, you know, I think allergens is. I mean, we have a society that's becoming more susceptible to allergens. So I think that in itself 
is the big, big seller. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leeds Voices. It was presented, edited, and produced by me, Ed Newbold. Leeds Voices is brought to you by the advancement team at the University of Leeds. You can follow us on social media at Leeds Alumni or email us at alumni at leeds.ac.uk. Thank you.